Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Great potential without a matching character is equal to great collapse. And authority without integrity will result in calamity. Yes, Pastor Francis Orbin, proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you so much. We thank you that we are children of God, bought by your blood, sanctified, justified by faith. As your word comes... Let it be a blessing unto us and build us up in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. All right. You stand. We read the scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 35. Hebrews 10, 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. We are considering in this service Confident Faith Part 4. Confident Faith Part 4. Everybody say Confident Faith. It's a blessing to have faith as a child of God. We read in Hebrews 11.1 1, before we even come to our scripture here concerning our foundational scripture in the NLT, it said, Faith is the confidence. Faith is the confidence that we hope that what we hope for will actually happen. Praise the Lord. So that confidence in King James says it's a substance. We learned that it's not just a substance. It's a crucial substance, crucial element. And uh, this confidence is a substance of our faith. I made an analogy and I said, this is like water in the preparation of soup. Without water, whatever you put together to prepare a soup will not end up being a soup. Tomato, pepper, garden eggs, onions, ginger, beef, fish. Wow. Cow and chicken, cow and chicken. You put all that on fire without water and you are going to get a smoke. It takes water to get that soup you are looking for. So this is what confidence does to our faith. It is that crucial element that makes our faith to work. And here in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35, the spirit of the Lord is speaking to the church. And he's saying that, cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of reward. Now, before he said this, he, has, he had made an important statement in verse number 34. 
that in 34 he said, For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. You had compassion. You gave unto me and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven. I mean that you gave, it looks like you had lost, but you were happy because of this confidence in your God. And this confidence the apostle is telling them, I mean, I'm not saying straight away, there's a lot of controversy on who wrote the book of Hebrews, but I think it's Apostle Paul. That's what I think. Because it's very consistent with his writings. But the writer is saying that, cast not away this confidence. This confident faith. Cast it not away. Cast not away Thy confidence. Give me the scripture. I want to eat from the scripture. 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Which has great recompense of reward. Say my confident faith. Has great rewards. Praise the Lord. Now it's saying that. Even though this confidence. In the Lord has great rewards, a person can lose it. person can cast it away. That word cast away, there means that you can put it aside. You can lay it aside. You can shelve it. And mostly people shelve it when the going gets tough. People shelve it when things start getting harder, cloudy, gloomy. And hopelessness seems to take over. But he said, cast it not away. Tell somebody, cast not away. The confidence of your faith. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful at all? Why must you not cast it away? Because in the midst of the trouble, if you hold on to it, you will have great recompense of reward. Somebody can be saying, I'm well, I'm well, I'm well, until the doctor will pronounce that you have two weeks to live. Then they abandon their faith. They abandon their confession. Their profession. They begin to see the physical evidence. You have faith, you have given your first fruit. Then your faith is bubbling. This year is going to be great. Then all of a sudden, things start bombarding you left, right, center. It begins to change your confession. <laughs> it begins to change your disposition, your perspectives. It shifts your posture in the spirit and in the natural. It looks like the more you try to do what is right, the worse the condition becomes. So you begin to change the goalpost. You move it from a football goalpost to a rugby goalpost. But the word is saying that this confidence has great recompense of reward. Your confidence in the Lord determines your rewards in life. 
your unwavering trust in the person and in the ability of God determines the supplies of heaven. It has great recompense of reward. Irrespective of whatever the situation may be saying, the devil may be saying, if you hold on to the beginning of your confidence to the end, it will give you reward. Praise the Lord. In other words, the best way to do business in the spirit is to walk in this confidence of faith. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful? Without this confidence of faith, there is no reward. You remember the Bible said that he that cometh to God must know that he is. And he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek. Now, the word diligently seeking means you are consistently consistent. You are consistently persistent. You are consistently persevering. You are not shaking. You are not, when the Bible says that, be ye steadfast, knowing that your labor in the Lord will not be in vain. That you say one thing until your position changes your situation. That is diligent pursuit of God through this kind of faith. I know it's going to happen. Praise the Lord. So nothing shakes me at all. Are you following this thing at all? Look at somebody's face and ask them, do you, are you very sure in your Noah that what you are pursuing is going to happen? And tell them that you have to know and know and know and know in your Noah that it will happen. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. There is no reward in changing positions. Behaving like a chameleon. When it's good, you are singing God's praise. When the going gets tough, no. You have a second year. Some people have plan B. When you are dealing with God, there's no plan B. When you are dealing with God, it's only one way. No alternative uses. You are dealing with God. is God or nothing. Praise the Lord. And your faith must... Look, there's a kind of faith the elders had. They called it the unfeigned faith. Unwavering faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In the face of burning furnace, he tells seven times what they said in their rooms. That got them arrested. They refused to change it. Oh, king, hear us. The one was reported to you. This one, we are telling you ourselves. We are not careful about this matter. <laughs> ah, I feel good here. <laughs> you see, it, it, this is what the Bible said um, in Revelation. It said, we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. That kind of faith, he said, instead of dying in the garden, I would die in the church. You know, people are getting into trouble and say, they say, ah, the the herbalist, who is also a spiritualist, can help you. And by the time you know, look, resort means God. <laughs> For a lot of people, resort means what? God. But it's not every resort that's God. You can't look at the fire and enter the fire knowing that he has already promised that in the water I will be with you. In the fire I will be with you. He said, I'm your present help. 
in time of need. I don't know if God is saying something to somebody here. That the reason why your rewards don't come is because you change position. The position of your faith. If your rewards ha- reward has to come, then you have to be systematically consistent. When the Bible says that, let the profession of your confession, that you don't change it. You are like that. Stable. You are not like Reuben. Unstable as water. You are stable. Ask somebody, are you stable? In God? Ask them, are you sure you are stable? I mean, today you say you are going to marry, so you hit 40. You have already shelved it. You see, I don't want to really come down with details. So I just wanted to be very point one. Confidence faith has a result. Go my way. But I, I feel like telling somebody something here. That at this point, your the size of your body is disqualifying you. Hey. Because a boy's life size 10 and 12. So now that somewhere, somehow, you have moved into 16, 18. It looks like you are an extra, extra. But I'm telling you, eh, there are some guys. If, if, if you maintain the confidence of your faith, there are some guys. They see the size 10 and the size 12 like trees. When we are talking about human being, is size 10 also a human being? Is size 12 a human being? A human being must start from 16, 18, 20. I don't know who said what. What are you talking about? What heat will you get from a size 10? Two are better than one. When one is cold, another will give heat. How much heat can size 10 and 8 give? But look at 10. Look at 18 and 20. So because you don't have faith, you have shifted grounds. I'm preaching on. Your employment status can disqualify you. Can have a health condition that disqualifies you. One of my daughters, she has done about three or four surgeries in her tummy. Then she said, she, she, once she had life, she said, that's okay. I said, you are going to marry. She said, eh? I said, you marry la. What are you talking? A man, he's worked with ICGC. The man has never married before. Saw this lady, said, she said, see my wife. The lady said, this one's guy have been damaged left, right, center. He said, what are you talking about? Leave this matter. We are married. So they got married. She came and said, you are going to give birth. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is somebody who used to hold some pack by her side. Her inside is inside that pack. So you are going to get married. It's going to happen. Nothing should make you disqualify yourself. I'm teaching confident faith. When God is on your side, you are not normal. 
You don't, you see, thinking normal means degrading this thing God made. Faith makes you a superman. You operate in the supernatural as your natural realm. So things that are super mysterious to people, they, that's your normal operation. Praise the Lord. Say, my reward is coming. One more time. Say, my reward is coming. So it's very, very important that you understand that you don't cast away this confidence that has great reward for great recompense of reward. Praise the Lord. Second Kings chapter 18 verse 19. Second Kings 18 19 says that. Confidence equals to trusting in God. And Rabshakeh said unto them, speaking now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this therein thou trusted? What confidence is this therein that thou trusted? What confidence? What confidence? I need only 19. What confidence is this wherein thou trusted? Is it powerful? This king of Assyria is coming to attack the king of Judah, Hezekiah. And he brought an announcer. I have conquered Egypt. I have conquered so, so, and so. I have conquered the nations with idols. This one, they said they are gods. He said, he said what kind of God do you have that will save you from this trouble? He said, I am the epitome of trouble. I'm the embodiment of trouble. Once I meet you, you either come and submit or you are gone. He said, my name is Trouble. Not this guy. Praise God. And whilst they told this announcer to speak in another language, which only the leaders can say, so what are you talking? I'm speaking in a language that everyone here, even the commoner will hear, because the enemy is used to causing fear and panic. And whilst he spoke, he said, you people, you are going to even eat your poopoo. By the time I'm done with you, everywhere became very some way. Then, this Rav this person spoke and said, Hezekiah, if you are not submitting, what, what confidence is this? Wherein thou trust. That's confidence equals to trust in something. So this one that I've defeated everywhere and everything. And you are still on your grounds. What is your confidence? And who is your confidence? This your trust. Is this your God? I'll defeat him. But Hezekiah said, I have put my trust in God. He went and he took the letter they brought him and spread it before God. He said, God, we have no other God. We trust in you. And by the time God dealt with this stupid king from Assyria, he went into his shrine in his own country and his own sons killed him from a sound. God said, I will blow my whistle. And he said, the same way he came, he shall return. Praise the Lord. But what do we see? When battles come to people, 
they changed their position. Hezekiah entered into the temple and said, the same God who enthroned me will preserve me. Didn't change position. Tell someone, don't change your position. You have given your first fruit, your tithe. You have committed your life to God. Don't change. You are not talking now. Say, you've given first fruit, your tithe, your offerings, your very life. Don't compromise. Don't change your position. In character and in words. Tell somebody, have a confident faith and trust in the Lord. So why this confidence? Where is it? What, what are you putting this trust in? This? Confidence equals to trust in a person or a thing. And Hezekiah had put his trust. This same Hezekiah, a prophet came to tell him, prepare and die. He said, no problem now. Have you finished? Okay, go. <laughs> he went and faced God. He said, I have come. You sent that my brother to come and tell me. What? Look at my face. You God. Tell me directly. God said, God started stammering. <laughs> Say, um, 15 more years. It was a slip of prophecy. What are you talking? Say confidence. See, what, what has derailed your life is because you lack the stickability of your trust in God. You don't stick. You keep changing. People who work with me, they say, I don't change. What I said this thing three years ago, it will be the same now. My mind is like this for God. It won't change. I won't follow man. Since I came to Accra, I have become like a mystery to some rich men. So, Pastor, are we meeting in my house? I say, eh, in the church. I mean, when other people feel like being around a rich man is a privilege, what are you talking? This is the highest calling. So, one man opened up and said, Pastor, you are different from the rest of the pastors. So I said, hey, what is it? Tell me. Is it, is it my height? Oh, <laughs> what is it? Can you tell me? He said, no, it has nothing to do with your physique. Even the way you preach. He said, your mentality is different. I said, hey, which one? He said, hey. I, <laughs> one, <laughs> one that I met somewhere. He showed me this, that one, that one, that one. You know, some people, when they show you something, they know somebody who is closer to you that you by all means tell because hey, he showed me this. I saw this. Wow, 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 wow. Oh. I met the person. You know, it's like, I met the person. We're talking. I didn't even mention that I met that person. Now, we're letting for many months. He's the one to tell the person he met me. Because I don't look at man. Every human being is the same. Especially if you are a child of God, you have a covenant. Your trust must be in God. Praise the Lord. Your trust must be where? If you have your boast, I mean like some pastors when um, these actors and actresses go to their church, by the time they take the microphone, let's welcome this one. What a joke. Somebody started acting film. It has become important to, to, for your introduction. You are a joker. 
there are church workers here who are working ever so hard, more important than actors and actresses. I hear someone say, I'm a celebrity pastor. Are you not a joke? These people don't have any money. Don't have any character, most of them. You, it's like they are enhancing your personality and value. What a joke. This one came to my church. Did you see? Eh? I have better celebrities here now. This celebrity, no pay tight. (laughs) Celebrity with side chick. This celebrity, immoral. Is your enhancement. Are you here? Are you following this thing at all? All of you are going to Pastor Branch if I catch you. Eh? This one come to my chair. That one come to my chair. That one come. Leave that matter. In this chair, there's no special seat. Anybody can sit anywhere right now. It's not like it's a phone what is penny in church? We give honor to whom honor is due by the grace of God. But what is penny in church? What about late? Then we have reserved seat for you. So you distort the service. You see, the pastor can't even stop. You say, let's, let's welcome. But next time, come to church early. Sit down there. Give honor to whom honor is due. This honorable that is coming to church late, is he really honorable? And the reason why pastors are condescended into that level is because you have lost touch with God. So you see somebody's pocket, you see somebody's personality to enhance your own personality. No. Christ is what enhances you. The Bible says, ye are complete in him. Praise the Lord. Come on, talk to me. Are you here at all? Some people are not happy. You've got your friends with some temporal celebrities. <laughs> temporal. <laughs> temporal. Temporal. They came, I was there. By the time they would go, I would still be there. Temporal celebrities. You, you love them. One girl, I was in the airport with her. She was holding back. She was struggling uh, in, in uh, Mutala Airport. I said, okay, let me help this girl. I have just a handbag. I help her, I help her. She saw one Ghanaian celebrity, fair boy. This girl who could not walk. Jobby <laughs> said, he. I said, hey, but you're back. Uncle Jimmy. Hey. You know, we're dying some few minutes ago. All over the guy. Say, wow. Now, why is this teaching important? Job 18, 14. Job 18, 14. Says that his confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle. And it shall bring him to the king of terrors. It shall bring him to what? 
his confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle. That is, it is possible for the confident faith of a person to be rooted out if it is not guarded well. Of if we don't refresh it consistently, continually. Praise the Lord. Now, one of the things faith does, like somebody as I'm preaching right now, say, oh, Pastor, why did you have to say all these things? One of the things faith does is boast. If you can't boast about your faith, you won't keep it for long. Hello? That's why you hear Paul says, I boast in the Lord. Because do you know that when you say something for a long time in the hearing of people, it becomes very difficult for you to walk away from that. So Job is saying that, let's see the scripture. His confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle. A person's confidence in God can be rooted out of his tabernacle. Taken out of your system, your heart. They can pump something into your heart until that thing would take away your confidence. And when that happens, it says that you shall be now taken to the king of terrors. King of what? Satan will take over. King of terrors. Fear will enter. Anytime confidence departs, fear enters. King of terrors will just come. He will now begin to terrify you. You are going to die. There are some people here, they always live in fear. You are going to die. When their head is aching, am I about to die? <laughs> when they see somebody's funeral, am I about to die? When they hear something, am I about to die? They hear people talking about breast cancer. Am I going to have one? Is this our church? Are you sure it's our church? This same church is futuristic. Is it a cosmopolitan church I've been preaching? Wow. When you lose your confident faith, the king of terrors takes over your life. What do we see terrorists do? They bomb. They take life. They destroy properties. So when the king of terrors takes over your life, he's going to scatter you. It's going to destroy your inheritance. In the end, it's just going to destroy you. The king of terror will terrify you. So you see that you will not be behaving like a child of God again. Because the Bible says that he has not given us the spirit of fear to, to fear. What makes people afraid is because they lost their confidence. It's like doing a canopy walk at Kakom. You have confidence. You just walk one, two, three, five meters. Then you started losing your confidence. You started looking. <laughs> your man was telling you that maybe when, you know, when it tears and you are going down, you go like the way Jonah went. You know, Jonah went straight into the belly of the fish. So it looks like you go straight into the belly of a lion. Oh, Once you lose your confidence, you now begin to walk like an imbecile. They say, ah! <laughs> That's why don't lose your confidence. Because terror will take over. 
When God starts a breakthrough process with you, you have to be upbeat about it. God gave you a pregnancy. Wow. I'm going to give birth to this child. I'm not going to die. Death must not cross your mind. If your confident faith is alive. When that faith departs, because how will it depart? You start reading more about people who die in your situation. Most people who are believing God for fruit of the womb, when they become pregnant, they read more about the negative things that can happen to them on the internet than the positive thing that will support them. And what you feed yourself, you feast on, is what feasts on you. If you feast on garbage, you feast on fear. The fear will feast on you. Are you following this thing at all? If you feast on faith, then faith will feast on you. When you open your mouth, it's like chopping garlic. You open your mouth, you breathe, garlic is coming out. So if you feast on garbage, garbage will feast on you. Are you following this thing at all? We'll get there. We've not gotten there at all. I've already started preaching the key. But the point is that you are a child of God and terror must not reign in your life. May you never encounter any terror in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Shout a better amen. Amen. When you lose your confidence, it changes your dreams. Dreams for life, the dreams in the night. By the time you know, you hear something bad, no, you carry it into a dream. It's like I'm going to die. You will not die. I said you will not die. God has a plan for your life. Praise the Lord. There are things people put their confidence in. Wrong things. In the first service, we learned that the first thing, the first wrong thing people put their confidence in, Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. Two things. One, they put their confidence in man. Two, they put their confidence in princes, people in top positions. Number three, this is for this service, right? Are you getting blessed? <laughs> people put their confidence in gold. In what? I can't hear you. Say it to me. In what? It's like you are enjoying the message. Pa. Job 31, 24, and then 28. Wrong things people can put their confidence in. If I have made gold my hope, or have said to my fine gold, Thou art my confidence. Then the other verse. It says, blah, 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 blah. It said, if I have rejoiced, if I rejoice because my wealth was great. Okay, so you're taking me all the way down, all right? And because my hand had gotten much, 26. If I beheld the sun when it shined or the moon walking in brightness, 27. And my heart has been secretly enticed. Or my mouth has kissed my hand. This also were an iniquity to be punished by the judge. For I should have denied the God that is above. That is, you put your confidence in God is an iniquity. And it's punishable by God. Because you have denied the God who is above. Are you following this thing? 
people put their confidence in their money. But of course, you and I know that money cannot buy everything. Money cannot buy God. Money cannot buy the place of God. Money cannot buy... <laughs> I saw a chart where they said somebody should go and do some sraha here and there. And it still didn't save the person. Because there is something more valuable than what you do with cash. We call it a tight relationship with God. A covenant. I told you, God is not interested in saving everybody. He knows his own. And a relationship with God is better. The Bible said in Psalm 118 verse 8, it is better to trust in God than to put your confidence in man. Than to put your confidence in gold. Job says, you put it in gold, it's a sin. Praise the Lord. Your money must not be your confidence. People are rich in church and thank God for wealth. But you look down on people, you look down on God. Some people, when we come to church, they wonder. Because they have the money, they wonder. So why do people go to church? Oh. Why we go to church? The day of reckoning will come. <laughs> you will know that the race is not to the swift. <laughs> so, don't put your confidence in gold, in wealth, in riches. The Bible says that the trine of your faith is, is more valuable than silver and gold. So, when Satan wants to attack somebody, he doesn't attack their money. He attacks their faith first. Once Satan is able to remove your confidence away from God, then the king of terror will enter in. And when Nebuchadnezzar comes to town, he will carry the gold. He will carry the silver. He will carry everything. Why? Because he was able to put pressure on you for you to turn away from your God. Tell somebody, don't turn away from God. One more time, look at somebody's face. Don't talk to me. Talk to somebody. Tell them, don't turn away from God. It's an opportunity for you to talk to that nice person by your side. Pastor says, I should tell you, on behalf of God, don't turn away from God. And don't put your confidence in silver and gold. The power of God is more valuable than silver and gold. Peter and John going to the temple in Acts chapter 3, they saw a man there. The man has been begging for money and he was still the same. You can have money and still be grounded. It takes people who have something different from money to be mobile, to be progressive, to be blessed. Silver and gold have we none, such as we have. In the name of Luke, everybody has something. May you be the person who has the name and the power in the name. May you have the power in the name. When you have the power in the name, the silver and the gold will come. Shout a better amen. That's it. But if you put your trust in Mormon, you can't serve two masters. It's a sin. It's an iniquity punishable by the judge because you have not set him up. Number four. Wrong things people put their trust in. 
people put their confidence in a friend and a guide. They put their confidence in a friend and a guide. Micah 7 5. Look at God warning. Micah 7 5. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy what? Bosom. <laughs> Do you know the one who lies in your bosom? Your best paddy paddy. Pale pale, chale, best friend. He said, Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. This one looks like he's talking to a man. You don't see hair for there? You don't see hair there? But I'm going to talk to some women here too. Confidences in secret. Is the reason why kitchen stool is finished now? We can't get any. To pound for food now, you cannot get a kitchen stool. I say, mekana ngo fobi hunti tiyo musano. But he says, don't put your confidence in a friend. Even the one that lies in your bosom. Don't trust them. Human beings can change. That's why the man you married before, he said, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he has divorced you because of the other girl. And when he wanted to divorce you, he wanted you dead, destroyed. You know, some people, they want to divorce, they just want to go. Some want to destroy you. Before they, it's a wickedness. Don't trust in the one in your bosom. Some of the people in your bosom, they love their sister more than you, the wife. Did I say something? Some people in your bosom, eh? They are recording your sex tape. Enchebia. Recently, eh? One of the presidents in Africa, she has a daughter. As a boyfriend. And uh, the lady is married. The boyfriend recorded their sexual meeting. The boyfriend didn't bring his face. You know, brought the lady's face, everything. I read in the news. And now he's everything, my dear. <laughs> and then he now was calling for cash. President daughter married. And the lady said, whatever, whatever. The lady didn't bring the cash. So the guy released the video. (laughs) 
The father says it's his enemies, his opponent. Opponent slept with your daughter. I'm saying that some of the people you want to, you believe and you are saying, as I'm preaching right now, eh, after this service, somebody has a date with somebody you are not supposed to have a date with. But you, are, you can't wait for me to finish for you to attend that date. But I am here to warn you by the Spirit of God that have confidence in God more than that date. Because, hmm, The thing that will come out eh? even though now it looks like a secret, but we are giving you time. Shall be everywhere. The friend in your bosom. Don't put confidence in man. People betray people. People blackmail people. People disappoint people. And uh, Envy will make them bring you down. If they can't say a lot to bring you down, they will bring out evidence. That will bring you down. Tell somebody, in God alone we trust. I can't hear you saying, in God alone we trust. Every other person. We supervise. (laughs) Then he said, don't trust in a guide. A guide. Who is a guide? An expert who can lead you like an economic consultant. You go and present your business to the person and you say, give me directions. Whatever they have given you, bring it to God. Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Praise the Lord. And lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. It's good to receive counsel from a guide. Leadings, directions from people who have gone ahead of you. But I'm telling you that those people are not infallible. They are also fallible. The person giving you counsel himself has been making mistakes. Including just before he spoke to you. So you cannot put your confidence in all that they are telling you. Submit it to God. Tell someone, submit it to God. When you receive counsel from a man, submit it to God. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Are you sure you are here? Are you sure you are here? No man has absolute knowledge. We just have subjective knowledge. It's only God who can see the end from the beginning. So when somebody gives you good counsel, bring it before God. If you trust God, eh, you bring it before God. And when God confirms for you, then your confidence will show up. But if you trust in a guide, you will be the first for the person to start making mistakes with. You will be the first mistake. And God will make sure that human beings will make mistakes. And I'm praying that your turn will not be the turn of that mistake. Tell somebody, don't trust in a guide. I can't hear you. Don't trust in a guide. 
If you go to somebody say, the man you chose is a very good man. I think you have eye for good men. Can I choose this one? Say, hey, it's not bad. <laughs> but after he has said yes, that's the judgment of a man. Follow God. You need the real stamp, the auditor general stamp. It's what you need. God. So you seek the face of God. Praise the Lord. There are things simple that you want to do. Many things. Some of them you have set them in your scale of preference. One, two, three, four. And you discuss them with a guide. A guide can give you counsel. That, oh yeah, do this one first. That one, that one, that one. Sometimes eh, the one they have put on the shelf is the one God wants you to tackle. That's why you need to go to God. Praise the Lord. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? I need God more than any man. Men can leave you. Men can fail you. But God is constant. So when your confidence is in this God, then you are in the right direction. You are in the will of God. Praise the Lord. Shout a big hallelujah here. What else do people put their confidence in that's wrong? Confidence in institutions of power. Institutions of what? Ezekiel 29 verse 14. Wrong things. And I will bring again, we are going to verse 16. The captivity of Egypt and will cause them to return into the land of Pathros. Into the land of their habitation. And they shall be there a base kingdom. It shall be the basest of the kingdoms. Neither shall it exalt itself anymore above the nations. For I would diminish them. That they shall no more rule over the nations. God is saying he would diminish these people. And it shall be no more the confidence of the house of Israel which bringeth their iniquity to remembrance when they shall look after them. But they shall know that I am the Lord. God is saying that some people look to Egypt. So he is now going to bring the captives of Egypt and he is even going to bring Egypt down. Egypt was a superpower at that time. It's like America now. It was an institution. Are you following this at all? So he says that, he said, I will reduce that Egypt and make it the basest of all kingdoms. Because you have put your trust in that institution. Some people put their trust in their work. In their institution, in the organization. I'm so, so, and so. I'm dead and them. I believe in this organization. You can't put your trust in SNIT. You can't put your trust in some insurance company. My house is insured. My kids are insured. My cars are insured. The accident, when it minchim minchim like that, are you the one going to take the insurance? The car can go. If the car goes without you going and without you scratch, you can go and claim insurance. But how about if the car goes with you? Which insurance? I'm at Danwell. I'm at Unique. What is Unique about Unique? 
But as I say, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. All these things are powerful things to do. Do insurance for your children, education, even debt, debt policy. Is it, do you call it debt policy? Funeral policy. <laughs> life, <laughs> life policy. Do this one, do this one, do this one. They say some is insurance, some is assurance. Wait, wait your assurance. Assure waiting. Assurance that I'm robber put gun, blew somebody's head. What is the insurance? They only pay back. They don't protect. Hello? Come on now. Are you following this thing? So when you now begin to put your confidence in something that will not be present in the time of your trouble, you are gone. Some people, they are, the reason why they are not able to build their faith is some investment to be they made somewhere. Oh, they collapse every day. Prim came. This other one that came before election came. Some of the high-yielding ones, they are also the most risky ones. By the time, you know, how the sun you walk that your feet doesn't touch the ground there. By the time the people will vanish like spirit, you will know that it is Kai. Tell somebody, don't put your confidence in institutions of power. Some people now say, my government is in power. My government is in power. Your body is shaking everywhere. I'm telling you, your government being in power is no insurance for any prosperity. Praise the Lord. In fact, some people's government being in power is the reason why a special prosecutor is there. He's about to jail them soon. Yeah. You need to look unto God. Who is the author and the finisher of what? Your faith. Look unto God. I mean, God can use all these things to bless you. But your weight of trust must be in God and not in these things. Everything shall pass away. Confidence must be in God. Some people, they are intelligent. The Bible says that. Don't, don't boast in the fact that you are intelligent. That you have understanding. That you are wise. If there is any boasting you boast, that you know the Lord. That you what? And that you serve him. Intelligence can fail now. Hello? Look at rocket man. Rocket man is putting all his trust in his rocket. Some, some of you still don't know rocket man. Because all you've been watching is Nigerian movie now. Nigerian movie. That's why when there's an issue. Is that decision Genevieve Naji? Took, that's what you take. Your exposure is to that level. Don't know Rocket Man. Rocket Man is North Korea president. Yeah. That's how Donald Trump calls him now. He calls him the Rocket Man. <laughs> he would he look, he would just parade his nuclear warheads. You just, they'll be going one, two, three, four. Trump will speak, he will speak, and then he will do a parade. And parade them. Hey, if you do, I'll bomb America. <laughs> That's where his confidence is. The day his scientists will run away from him with the code, 
he will know that he has nothing at all. Saddam put his confidence in some things. Gaddafi. Some women bodyguards. By the time they dealt with him, the bodyguards were nowhere to be found. Inside some When if you see the gold tab for Saddam, see on noons your free gold. Wow. You can't put your confidence on these things now. You need God. You need what? Tell somebody you need God. I can't hear you. Tell somebody you need to put your confidence in God. That's more powerful. Putting your confidence in institution. My army is strong. I come from a solid family. Uncle is there. Auntie is there. People are there. Even my uncle is this. My auntie is this. Our party has one power. Ababa. Oh. Power. Look, the father you are even working today is not an insurance that you'll be working tomorrow. Anything can happen. You, you are working. You are a manager of. Francis Aubin International Company. <clears throat> if my business manager goes to invest in, do you see how the door uh, last week just fell like it was going to hell? Just goes to invest and the thing just plummets like that. I say I'm downsizing. <laughs> Some financial institution about a year ago, they were downsizing. They just closed their eyes. They didn't look at who, who performs, who doesn't perform. They just close their eyes and say, remove the cell. They just remove the cell. And most of the people there were, some of the high-performing marketers. But they just close their eyes, just remove cell. <laughs> That's why somebody woke up to, the next day and didn't have a job. Look at UT Bank. This man, some people are gone. Six, I think it's been six months now. A year ago, they never thought because they've never caused problem in the workplace before. They've never, they've always been achieving their target. Blah 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 blah. All of a sudden, one day, the workers didn't know they went to work. They, they, <laughs> their brand was gone. <clears throat> you want to put your say? Oh, now that I'm in UT Bank, now that I'm in Capital Bank, it looks like I'm a human being now. You are. <laughs> Tell somebody, it's not in the power of the institution. So you need your confidence to be in God. Tell somebody, put your confidence in God. Yeah. It looks like I'm preaching here, Pa. Very powerful. Very powerful. Sometimes the, the powerful institution can be your beauty. You go everywhere, everybody say, you are beautiful, you are pretty. Wow, what a pretty lady. What a beautiful, handsome young man. And you also glow. You say, oh, wow. <laughs> Asset can become your liability. I'm telling you. Hmm. Can I say some few things? Am I allowed to say some few things before we close? Is it not too much for today? I can say one or two. One or two, be right? Okay. Thank you.
<laughs> keys to walking in confidence with God. Keys. One is the fear of God. We learned in the first service. Proverbs 14, 26. 1 John 3, 21. In this church, we make note. So when you are coming, bring your notebook or your tablet. Sometimes I inspect note. <laughs> Proverbs 14, 26. 1 John 3, 21. Okay? So you get the first service tape. It will bless you. <clears throat> Number two. Walking in confidence with God is total dependence on the word of God. Total dependence on what? The word of God. Philippians 1.14. Philippians 1.14. It says, And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my words, by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. They were waxing confident by the bonds of Apostle Paul. And are much more bold. Their confidence is in the fact that Apostle is working. And what was Paul's work? To declare the mind of God unto them. He said they have been waxing confident. And so they are now bold to speak the word without fear. Your confidence is in your ability to rely solely on the word of God. Your unwavering confidence, your total dependence on what God has said until it becomes what you have said. Praise the Lord. And when God speaks in Jeremiah, he watches over his word to perform. When you have total dependence on the word of God, when you also declare it in boldness, you watch for its performance. That is your confidence. Everybody says, he's dead, he's dead. But when you speak by depending on the word, you watch for its manifestation. They speak the word boldly. They speak what? I can't hear you. They do what? Yes. Gives you confidence. So it doesn't matter what anyone is saying. What you are, your confidence is on the word. There is a word that is an anchor to your soul. In every circumstance or situation. And it pops up in your spirit. And once it pops up in your spirit, everywhere can be shaken, but you will still be standing. Because you know what your feet is upon. Praise the Lord. And, and, and periodically it comes out of your mouth. I shall not die. <laughs> I shall not die. Are you following this senator? Are you sure you are here? Are you here? Or you traveled? Are you in this house? My senior pastor's wife went to do a surgery and she went into coma. <clears throat> when she went, passed out. She, she had passed out. She was there. She was there. She was there after a while. I don't know whether a day or some hours. And he, she came out. When she came out, she was praying in tongues. I shall not die. I will live to declare the words of God. I love my husband. Wow. Is that I love my husband? We have been saying to laugh at you. But the key is that within her, in the in the bellies of her heart, there was this word bubbling inside her heart. No matter what happens, 
I shall not die. I will live to declare the way. Are you following this thing at all? Total doctors can give up, but I'm not dying. When God sees that confidence in the word, he has to show up. Nothing motivates God to work more than a person's confidence in God's word. That faithful is he who has begun. The same will bring it to an end. When you build your confidence in the word and depend on... Some people can be saying it, but their heart is far away. But when there is a marriage between your heart, your mouth, and your action, oh boy, God must show up. Even devil, if you put your trust in him, he shows up. If you put your trust in the word of God, he will defend himself. Tell somebody, God will defend himself. He can defend himself. Now ask somebody, what have you been saying? Have you been saying it boldly? Or you have been saying it thinking this way or that way? Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, you need a total dependence on the word of God. Said they speak boldly without fear. No fear. I know it works and it's going to work. People say, I know it works, it's going to work. I know it works, it's going to work. The tithe works. The first fruit, it works. Prayer works. Are you following this at all? Fasting what? Works. You must get to that point where you are steadfast in the word. But what do we see in our time? People are shallow, low in confidence. You wake up in the morning. You even do your quiet time. As you are going, king or terror meets you somewhere. Shows you some yellow card. You'll be panicking. Panicking. Because no word. There is no foundation for this day. So any wind of doctrine can blow it. It looks like it's true. Somebody can even use necromancy as prophecy for you. And it, it looks like, wow. How? Total dependence on the word. It will change your life. Look at Abraham. Romans 4.21. We'll try and close. Total dependence on the word. What's it going to do? It's going to make your mind stable. He said, and Abraham, this guy has been waiting for many years for a child. Then Bible says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to also perform. Abraham came to that point, old man with an old wife. He has a promise from God. I will give you a child. He now stepped aside to do one kalabule. He wanted to help God. You know, sometimes we try to help God. Sometimes it's a genuine mistake. Are you following? But what's important is that he did not stagger. What is staggering? Staggering is like a boozman. He's walking, but he cannot go on a straight path. So he steps here, steps there. Okay? Sometimes when you are walking with God, it can happen. You can step here, step there. He stepped into Hagar. Ishmael came out. But Bible says that he recovered. That's why Bible says he did not stagger. I can't understand that one. Somebody has staggered. Bible says he did not stagger. But the fact that he was able to recover himself 
The apostle doesn't want to recognize what happened before. So he came back on track. And Bible says that he came back to believe again. That what the Lord had promised he was going to do was still possible. And he brought himself to that level where the Bible says he was persuaded. Persuaded means he was convinced. Convicted. He was at the point where he had imprisoned himself in his belief. That God says he's going to give me Isaac and Isaac I'm waiting for. Are you following this senator? He was persuaded. Persuaded means that he had gone beyond all the places of doubt. And he had come to a place to believe in what God says he would do that he cannot doubt again. Even when he wants to doubt. The conviction is not allowing him to doubt. Oh my God. Are you following this at all? He's become saturated with his total reliance and dependence on what the Lord has said. He was persuaded. Persuaded. Persuaded means my mind is made. I'm not, I'm not. My is done. When your mind is made on God's word, it changes your attitude in the spirit. Bring it on. I'm here. I dare here. Bring it on. I'm not shaking for the devil. Bring it. Are you following this in at all? I'm going to the surgery. I'm coming back. Bring it on. I'm not there alone. How can you be in the surgical room and die? How? How? But the reason why you are afraid is that no rema is entering there with you. No rema. Tell somebody you need rema. I can't hear you. Tell somebody you need rema. That's why if you look at Abraham, eh, the way God dealt with him was not just in the written word. God dealt with him also by speaking to him to his hearing. That this is, I am speaking to, hey, Abraham, with that big baritone voice from God. I am the Lord. I'm giving you Isaac. It will happen. And every year, he waited for over 25 years. Every year, God came and said, I will give you. End of the year, nothing happened. And God came again. So Abraham got to that point. He was persuaded. Don't you see when the three angels came to their house and they, they gave them food to eat and the angel said, a year by this time, you people are going to have children. Sarah, look, he's your prophet. I want you offering. I'm going to come and say, angel said, hey, Sarah, are you laughing at me? He said, oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I understand. They have gotten to that point where they are, they are just locked themselves. Whenever it happens, let it happen. Persuaded. Look at someone say, it's going to happen. Tell them, this first fruit, it works. The result will happen. I don't know when, but God will prove to you that he's a true God. Are you blessed this afternoon? Tell somebody to be persuaded in the promises of God. Praise the Lord. How many of you are persuaded here? Wow. 
When God called me and he said, I should start the keeper's house. Five years, we were fighting. So, for where? I'm going nowhere. I'm not a general overseer. I'm one follow, follow boy. I said, go. <laughs> I said, no, I'm fine. I don't need to be the head to make impact. Don't I know that the foot of an elephant is bigger than the head of an ant? I'm down there, but I'm fine. People can be head. And I used to laugh at my friends who were founders of churches. Ah, you people are suffering. I even used to laugh at my senior pastor. I said, Pastor, you don't rest. You are really suffering. <laughs> we the boys, we are there. If you send us, we'll go. I don't carry any stress. God said, go, 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 go. I dare. Until I was persuaded. Persuaded. That's why you'll be shaking. I'm not shaking, oh. I'm persuaded. Just said, Maria Tasso, here. I'm not failing here. I have not come here to fail, and I'm not going to fail. I said, God, if this one, show me this. Tell me this. Do me this. Persuaded. When I'm praying for someone, I say, it's going to be well with you. I'm not throwing out guesses. I know who sent me and what, I, what is backing me. He told Moses, go. All my wonders will back you. What are you talking? So I'm persuaded. Somebody stood on his altar and said, when he curses people, they bring them here with the sickness. I pray for them and they get where. So he's cursing me. I said, he, he has not learned curse yet. Does he know how I came? <laughs> I said, where I was born, his own curse, I will not even pray. I will shake my body like this. The curse will not even find me. There's a way I will walk. <laughs> I said, go and tell the devil. Go and tell the devil that I, I was not around. What are you talking? I am persuaded. We did not come to start this thing to die in the middle. God's project cannot break down. Persuaded. I'm telling you this after. If God has told you something, eh, hold on to it. Are you following this at all? That it doesn't matter how the devil tries to batter you, scatter you, injure you. The word of the Lord will come to pass. Total dependence on the word. Faithful is he who has promised. The same will do it. The caller is the doer. Are you following this at all? Are you sure you are following this thing? He said, my word shall not fall onto the ground until it accomplished the purpose for which it was sent and prospered the thing wherein it was sent to. There's a prosperity coming. And people who are persuaded, I pray that the Lord will show up for you that amen is not born again at all. If your amen is louder, receive grace now. Tell somebody I'm walking in confidence. Say I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracles. I live a life of increase. Favor. Success. Glory. Say I am confident. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locators at Medina Estate Accra. On the Social Welfare Road. 
between the Goyle Filling Station and Balwan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. For further information, visit our website www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. Call 0244-117831 or 0204-916168 or 0277-432-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service at 9.30 a.m. for the second service, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service, and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experience in Jesus, birth in ministries. Worship, 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 worship,